Hello again, everyone. I'm Terry Barr, the host of Pennywise Podcast from Lee Enterprises, and always happy to have you joining us to get the latest ways to save your money, something I think we're all thinking about and talking about right now. But here's um, a question to start off. Are you in the market for a new car? Well, you may want to get ready to pay. And when I say pay, we are not just talking about the car. Thank goodness. We have Sarah Rathner joining us today. Sarah is a personal finance expert with NerdWallet. We have talked with you many times, and I think we've been able to save some money after some of these discussions, Sarah. I hope Thanks so. for being here. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so I want to start out. There's a, a new survey from uh, AAA, and it is showing the annual cost of owning and operating a new car right now is up 11%. And that equals about an extra $10,000 from a year ago. What is going on? What is adding to all those costs? Yeah, it's nearly $900 a month. So oh, ouch. the big villain in the story, of course, is the cost of gas, um, which peaked at around $5 a gallon in June. It has come down since then. Uh, so hopefully, it will redeem itself as the villain in this story at some point in the near future. But there are other costs associated with car ownership that you shouldn't ignore, that you should think about when you're looking to buy a car. Insurance is, of course, a big one. Certain types of cars are more expensive to insure than others. And you think about depreciation. That's when your car loses value once you drive it off the lot. A lot of times new cars lose their value more quickly at the beginning in the first couple of years. And then the, the depreciation kind of slows down as cars get older. And, you know, it's it, you also want to think about things like taxes, registration. Some states have personal property taxes associated with car ownership. Right. So these are all ongoing costs of having a car. What about, um, I mean, is there anything you can do to help keep these factors from adding up? You mentioned fuel price. What can you do? Yeah. So uh, obviously um, it's hard to avoid <laughs> putting fuel in your car. If you need to move it around, it's easy to say, oh, just drive less, but that's not the reality for a uh, lot of people. Right. But if, if you can reduce your driving, if you can carpool, if you can uh, bunch your errands in such a way that you take a more efficient route, you, you limit how many times you get in your car. Those are all great ways to potentially lower your mileage. But barring that, you can use apps like GasBuddy or Google Maps to comparison shop and see if other gas stations in your area are offering lower prices. And that can be a really great way because you, know, you might default to a specific gas station, but there's one up the street that's actually a little bit cheaper. You could also right. join loyalty programs at gas stations that allows you to save a couple cents per gallon oftentimes. Hey, it adds up. <laughs> yeah, and then combine that with a cash back credit card that earns a couple percent cash back anywhere from two to two or 3% cash back is pretty common for uh, gas station purchases. And that's another way to save. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I want to ask you about where you live, you know, and you kind of forget that depending upon where you live, there could be those extra fees, there could be parking fees. And it also, um, I, I have a note written to myself to mention, since we were just talking about gas, Texas right now, the average price is right around 346. California, it's still 537. I know you can't pick up and move just because of your car, but um, how can you do something about that? How should you remember to factor that thing in about where you live? I mean, there are so many things that 
are factors when you decide where to live that may or may not have anything to do with cost. There are lots of emotional decisions that go into it. Maybe you're moving for a job or to be close to family or friends or to move to a city that you just have always wanted to live in. So cost is is obviously one factor, but there are so many things that uh, hit you on a higher level when you decide where to live that I would never tell somebody not to live somewhere they truly want to live because of the cost if they can find a way to make it work. But it is just something to keep in mind, you know, if you're going to be moving to an area where the cost of car ownership is significantly higher, I mean, you can maybe pick a neighborhood that has more stuff you can walk to, although you often pay a premium for that as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Maybe you can look into remote work instead of a job that you have to commute to Mm -hmm. because that can save on your commuting costs. And that, and commuting costs can be significant. You know, we talked a little, you mentioned the cost of parking. So you might live in a place where you have to pay to park your car at a garage where you work. You might even have to pay to park your car at home because you don't have a driveway or your own garage. You might have to rent a garage or buy a residential parking pass from the city to park on the street. <laughs> Those are all things to think about uh, when you're looking into car ownership. And it's interesting. I know you and I have had conversations about, you know, that whole idea of what are benefits at work. And hopefully one of those benefits is free parking, or at least uh, they drop the price for you. Something to think about too, if you're negotiating a new job. Yeah. Some employers will offer free or subsidized parking in a garage near the office or even connected to the office. Uh, Sometimes that can be in limited supply. So you definitely want to act fast. Some employers will also offer a subsidy to shave down the cost of taking public transit. So if you live in an area that's well-served by public transit and it doesn't substantially add to your commute uh, to take it, that can be a good route. Although I know many, many commuters, many workers bundle lots of different errands, dropping the kids off, picking the kids up when they're coming to and from work. And that's not necessarily easy to do on public transit. Good thing to talk about though, and to know going into a place where you might want to be living, considering a new job or anything like that. I know we sort of talked about um, insurance and depreciation. Is there something you can actually do about financing? You know, when you're really, okay, I'm going to sign the dotted line, but how should I be prepared for financing this new car? This is a moment to comparison shop. (laughs) Before you set foot in any dealership and you start getting the hard sell, Talk to um, representatives from a bank or credit union, maybe a bank you already have a relationship with. You can often do this all online. Just get pre-approved for an auto loan from a, a, a financial institution that's not the dealership. And you might qualify for better terms than the dealer would offer, or the dealer can match those terms. But at least when you go to buy the car, you're coming in from a position of power. You're coming in from a position of, well, I don't have to settle for what you're offering, because I already have something better. And that's always a good position to be in. So in so many different life situations. Yeah. So you can have your power stance at the dealership, you know, arms crossed. And, um, and, and it, it could be that what the dealer offers actually is, is very good for what you're looking for. And I would say if you already have a car loan, if you bought a car recently and your interest rate is 14% or higher, Maybe. Yeah. Which is, which is the, the, it's the situation for a lot of people, even though interest rates are pretty high right now, 
it's still worth looking around to see if perhaps you could qualify for a loan refinance that would save you money on interest as well. Why not when we're talking about this stuff? You know, why and then I guess money, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's why we're here. Oh my goodness. You know, and then when we talk about the things I guess you have to have license and registration, there's yep. really, I mean, is there anything you can do about that? Probably not, I'm going to guess. No, uh, okay. <laughs> you, you, you can't really negotiate the cost of renewing your driver's license and, and your registration. So right. that's just something to be aware of and add to your budget, basically. Those are thankfully pretty small costs compared to a lot of the other costs of car ownership. But it's, it is just something to keep in mind, especially if you're relocating and bringing your car with you and changing the registration over to a new state, things like that. And do it right away. Don't wait. Yeah, I think there are rules about how long you can, it's like 30 days or something. Oh, yes. And it'll cost you if you wait past those 30 days. I can vouch for that. (laughs) You know, and one thing you have to sort of uh, really keep an eye on too is regular maintenance. I mean, that will help the car last, but um, sometimes that could get a little pricey. It can. I mean, you're paying not just for uh, parts, but also for labor. And both of those things are more expensive now. And there might also be delays on specific parts. You know, we've all been dealing with the, the, the outcomes of all these supply chain issues that have been going on for a while. So yeah, it's definitely something you don't, if, if something's going on with your car, you don't want to wait too long to get it looked at just in case it's something serious in case they need to order a part for you. And there's a bit of a wait. Well, I'm going to go there and ask you now about electric cars. We keep seeing so much about, you know, if you can buy one now, do it. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. I mean, so there are, there are many people who, for whom buying an EV is a good choice. Um, it, it fits in with the way they live their life with their commuting and driving habits. And they're able to, uh, either have a charging station in their own driveway or their own garage, or they live near a charging station or work near a charging station. Basically the infrastructure exists in your life to support the the care and feeding of an electric vehicle, Uh, but they are more expensive. And so if you're thinking about buying an EV just to save on gas, it's going to take a couple of years to recoup Mm -hmm. that, you know, those, those costs essentially. And so, you know, it's, it is cheaper to charge an EV than it is to fill up a gas tank on an annual basis, but you are also paying so much more for the car. Um, there are lots of people who sort of split the difference and they'll have one EV and one gas car in their household if they have two cars. Um, but you know, it, it, it really just depends on what's going on with your life. I mean, I, yeah. I personally live in an area where I don't have parking with my house. I have to park on the street and I don't necessarily get a spot in front of my house every day. I usually don't. Yeah. So, um, for people who live in you know, circumstances like that, maybe yeah. you live in an apartment building without parking, things like that, you're not going to have your own dedicated charging station. So that's something to think about. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Good things to think about. Um, yeah. I mean, I think things are going to change in you know pretty dramatically yeah. within the next 10 years. So there's still a lot to be seen. But if it's something you're interested in, it's definitely worth thinking about. If you know people who own EVs, talk to them about their experience. Perfect. Just wanted to note uh, the average price of a new car right now, and I guess this is just your general new car, is about $33,300, something like that. Yep. Yep. And that compares to last year, which was 32000 Right. So, so it's only watched... a $1,000 difference, but that is an average. Yeah. So... And we've watched that price slowly creep up over the last couple of years. So I guess, Sarah, what would be the bottom line? 
for people right now, maybe they have to get a new car or just really want a new car. You're seeing all the new cars traveling down the highway on those trucks and some people can't stand it. They want one now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Some people like to drive a car literally into the ground and some people like yep. to replace their car every two years. And that's a personal preference. Um, I would say, you know, just like you would comparison shop for an auto loan, you want a comparison shop for a car and just note that with the chip shortage going on, there are, it's, it's not unheard of for cars to be delivered to dealerships without their full features packages. So oh. what's sitting on the lot might not be what you're looking for and what you want to pay for. So sometimes it's in your best interest to order the car directly from the manufacturer rather than buy it at a dealership. But you know, do, do your due diligence and see what features you absolutely have to have and what you can live without and see if there are other similar cars that might be a little bit closer to your car buying budget that uh, maybe look a little bit different, but they have everything that you're looking for. They just right. aren't the car you always thought you wanted. So be open to other options. This is the time to be flexible um, because if you don't have that flexibility, uh, if you're very you know, you're, you're, you're wedded to one specific type of car with a certain set of features, you might pay a lot more for it than you would have a couple of years ago. All good things to know. And I think we've talked about this many, many times, Sarah, now is the time really, if you've bought things in the past and didn't necessarily research, but you knew what you wanted to spend. Mm -hmm. Okay. But these really are days of doing your research and comparing. I, I, I feel like that's right. Yeah. You know, our budgets are stretched more thinly yes. than they have been in the past. I don't know about you, but my checking account looks a little lighter than it normally does. And I mean, yeah. my spending habits have not changed. Um, at least my purchasing habits haven't. Unfortunately, what I spend on those purchases has gone up. Right. And so at a time where you have lots of other competing financial obligations, buying a car deserves time and thought because it is one of the largest purchases you make. It's not like buying a sweater. Um, you know, you can't just buy it. And if it's okay, it's okay. And whatever. I mean, this is a major purchase that is something you're going to be using every day for years potentially. And, you know, some, in some cases passing down to your kids or selling to a neighbor, I mean, cars last a long time. And so you, you do want to think about your life and what would what kind of car would best fit in with it. That's excellent. Oh, Sarah. Sarah Rathner, she is a personal finance expert with NerdWallet. And uh, she does get to join us often to talk about your personal finances and saving that money that you're working so hard to make. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you everybody for listening to another Nerd Wallet podcast with Sarah Rathner and I. I'm Terry Barr from Lee Enterprises. Great to have you along with us and we just wanna help you save that money.